0: This podcast is brought to you by Racing New South Wales, Sky Racing and English. English sales graduates dominated the Group One scene right through the 2019-2020 season. They got away to a flying start when Samadoute won the Wink Stakes, the first Group One of the season. Vow and DeClare won the Melbourne Cup. Exceedance won the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Super Seth won the Caulfield Guineas, Natoya the Doncaster, Quick Thinker the Australian Derby, and Nature Strip, the TJ Smith, just to name a few. In total, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneers provided 22 individual Group One winners. They had the biggest number of stakes winners who won the biggest number of races. Inglis sold the highest number of three-year-old Group One winning Colts And the highest number of stakes winning fillies and mares won't be long now and the group one round starts all over again with the wink stakes at Randwick on august the 22nd you can bet the english graduates will be right in the thick of the action again in the new racing season my special guest is well-known and widely respected victorian trainer and horse breaker John Ledger, who's talking to me on a crisp Sunday morning from Wangaratta. John, 15 years ago, you and Kerry and all the family suffered an unimaginable blow when Adrian, at just 25 years of age, failed to recover from injuries sustained in a race fall at Corowa. Kerry was there. You had runners at a Echuca on the day. I think they flew him straight to Canberra Hospital he didn't regain consciousness.
1: That's right, Johnny. Um, yeah, look, you know, it's 15 years of hell um, to lose anybody. doesn't matter. All the listeners out there, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have lost people and uh, we all know the, the sadness and how it tears your heart out. To go to work as a happy young jockey, very, ex- <clears throat> very excited about his wife, about the Give birth in a few months to their first child. Just purchased a, a nice home just around the corner from here. Um, just got a, a family car instead of a you Did lots of different things in preparation for the new life with the with Josh, and for it not to happen. Yeah, it rips your heart out, doesn't it? You know, but you've just got to. Aid would want us to move on and not dwell on it. And although we certainly we did stagnate for a little while. Of course. Um, we we try very, very hard to do what he would do and that's, you know, mm. lift your chin up and, and soldier on. But we've had so much support, Johnny, from that terrible day. Mm. Um, even yesterday, being National Jockeys Trust Day, mm. um, I had the pleasure of talking to Matt Stewart and uh, and the guys on... Um, um, uh, uh, RSN. not. RSM, sorry. yeah, and uh, and uh, we spoke for some twelve minutes about the fallen jockeys and what it means and and how the racing and the jockeys trust look after their own. It doesn't matter if you're in a wheelchair or if you've you've got um, you know spinal damage or you've got uh, brain damage or you've even got broken arms and wrists or whatever. The Jockeys Association is there for you if you're like our family and and Amy and all those people. If you've lost a husband and you're having trouble paying school fees, buying shoes, buying food, the Jockeys Trust is there for these people, and, and it's just unbelievable what they do, Johnny. They, uh, it's a magnificent trust, and it's it's a very family orientated, and that family is jockeys, trainers, and owners, and it's a big family, and it, and you know it, it goes all the way from those families who had the, the tragedies up in Darwin to you know. Jason, Oliver, uh, Damien's brother over in the West. Mm. It just travels the width and breadth of the nation looking after our people in our industry and and I just can't speak highly enough about how they helped us Mm. through that terrible early part and they're still helping Amy and Joshua even today.
0: Interesting to note, John, that race clubs all around Australia yesterday acknowledged the wonderful work being done by the National Jockeys Trust um, you've had a close ongoing relationship ever since Adrian's accident with Des O'Keefe, who's been the widely respected CEO. And I think, did Des make it to Darwin? Des,
1: uh, when they had the accidents in Darwin, Des and, and a lady called Lisa Stevens, who's a, mm. uh, actually a, a very, very good show jump rider when I was riding. Mm. And Lisa and I uh, lost touch with each other, but when Mark Goring was killed two years before Adrian, mm. uh, Chris and Brad were the barrier attendants holding your horse on that particular day. And uh, Lisa Stevens rang me and said, John, I've just started work with uh, Racing Victoria. I'm a sports psychologist, and I think your boys should talk to me because they were there with Mark and they were very good friends with him when he had his bad accident. Mm. And I said, being the old-fashioned guy, uh, Outback man that mm. um, they'll be right. Lisa, they're tough, they don't need anything. Mm. They can just they can just move on. And she said, John, no, they can't and they won't and they need somebody's help. Mm. And I said and she said, You know what? You probably do too. And so I said, yeah, yeah, Lisa, you're more than you're more than welcome to come over. So she'd come up from Melbourne. You know, I knew nothing. Lisa Stevens, those boys were in hell of trouble, and I didn't know anything about it. And she stayed and talked to us all and, and, and guided us through. And then she went down to the Gorings and looked after them for months and still looks after the Goring family. She's mm. such a wonderful person. And through that, when Adrian had his accident, Lisa Stevens came here and stayed in a motel in Wangaratta for some three weeks. Mm and spoke to us on a daily basis, and we would have 50 or 60 people around here every day, and she would talk to everybody one-on-one without even knowing they were being Mm. having a consultation. She was just getting into people's heads and and making them understand and trying to find out people that were stressing and what weren't. And uh, all this came through Racing Victoria and the Jockeys Trust, so... Des and Lisa Stevens mm. went went to Darwin twice for both accidents, mm. and they are the first people on the ground to help those families up there when those terrible accidents happen. So mm-hmm. Des and Lisa, they're just unsung heroes.
0: You mentioned that Adrian's young wife Amy was expecting their first child at the time of his accident. That baby was a son. His name is Josh. He's now fifteen and he's a regular visitor to Grandpa's place.
1: He is. He actually rang me an hour before we started the podcast to say, Pa, when you're finished, can you pick me up and take me to Adrian Park? So you know, <laughs> Did he? So he timed it beautifully today. So he's going to take his riding boots. He wants to have a ride on the pony, and he'll take his motorbike helmet because he wants to have a play on his motorbike with his cousins. He's uh, He's got a wonderful nature like his dad. He's pretty quiet. They're not boisterous or loudmouth, and they just go and very, very, very well-mannered. Pa, would you mind picking me up? Thank you very much, you know, all that. And uh, just a delightful young man that I'm very, very proud of. Very, I'd be proud of him no matter what he was, but I'm proud of him because he's special. Yeah, great.
0: Uh, by the way, donations, large and small, to the National Jockeys Trust are greatly welcomed and deeply appreciated. All you've got to do is Google... National Jockeys Trust, and you'll find all you need to know right there. You know, John, in the days when you and Adrian were floating horses to the Wangaratta track, you would drive past a lovely property which had acreage on either side of the road. You both loved it and dreamed about owning it one day. How did you acquire the property which is now called Adrian Park and is a very important part of ledger racing?
1: Johnny, that's so true. You just wouldn't believe it. We drove past it for years and years and years, and it was owned by Pat Heffernan, the local Ford dealer here in Wang, who was a hobby trainer, so we knew Pat in at the track. And we used to say, oh, Pat's place is just awesome. It's South Fork of the northeast. It's just got everything. Anyway, um, Pat rang me up one day and said, John, I'm moving into town. Um, i want to sell my farm, would you like to buy it? And I Mm -hmm. said to Pat, mate, I could not even buy your front gate. Mm -hmm. And Pat, he was advertising it everywhere and whatever else. And anyway, to cut a very long story short, he rang me twice more and on the third phone call he said, you need to come and talk to me. Come Mm -hmm. out tonight after dinner and we'll have a a chat and a beer. Well, I'm not a beer drinker, but I went out anyway. Mm -hmm. And Pat made me... Uh, such a great offer that I went to the bank and they said, Not a worry in the world, you know, you can mm. buy that property, that's that's fine. And uh, the rest is history. Um, it's got adjustment horses on it that pays its way very, very well. It's mm. got three beautiful homes on it now. Um, the three boys, Travis, Brad, and Chris, all live out there. They're only a kilometre apart each, but they can't see each other's houses. So it works out they've still got their own privacy. Mm. They're all, all great mates to got a a boy and a girl each so they're all great mates Mm. and uh, Adrian's dream of uh, owning uh, uh, that farm now became a reality with our whole family living on Adrian Park so it was only his mother named it it was only a it was a no-brainer to call it Adrian Park and it's something that we're very very proud of and it looks Mm. you know we're spending money on it all the time just making it better and better and better and at at this present time as we speak it's got probably 30 uh, horses that turned two today Mm. or yesterday. Uh, Of those 30 that I'm regarding to are Mick Price's current lot of two-year-olds being prepared for the group races of of the coming season. So, you know, it's doing an important job and has some wonderful livestock out there.
0: Apart from your all-time favourite, Brave Chief, you trained other very talented horses. Let's just brush through them. John, blaze the turf. Was a lovely mare. She won a Group Three and a Listed. Adrian actually won a race on her at Caulfield one day. I think your wife Kerry was the owner, so you were under a bit of pressure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went up to uh, Lenny Rhodes at Corowa. It was a great horseman in this era here area for a very very many years, and he stood uh, Loosen Up, and he, and he bred better Loosen Up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lenny was a renowned horseman, and, and, and I went up there to pick up a truckload of breakers for Len. And uh, he walked his filly out of the box and said, uh, I've got a Blazing Sword filly, John. I put her in, brought her back from the sales yesterday. I got offered 8000 I want ten for her. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested? And I was a very, very big fan of Blazing Sword. So I bought her on the spot. And, um, that night Len rang me back and said, oh, I only want to sell half of her. I said, well, that's all right, Lenny, you can race, we'll race her together. So we did. Mm. And, uh, she was an absolute superstar, lost her way as she got a little bit older, but at three, Mm. she was as good as any horse, um, had some massive offers for her. Um, and, uh, and I'm not talking out of turn here, but, After everybody had passed away and we weren't referring to anybody uh, as in the owners and the offers, an agent for Tommy Smith was actually trying to buy her. And Mm. the agent told me, he said, well, I can tell you now because things have changed. But he said back then the the guy that wanted the horse wanted to buy it for Tom Smith to train. Mm. And he said he wanted to buy it because he said, trainers like you, you know your job but you won't gut them. You will only take that mare to 85%. Mm. Tommy will have the ability to take her to 100 mm. And so she would go to another level if you took her to the 100 And I said, well, I'm looking after her, so I'm not taking her to the 100 and I'm not selling her. That was <laughs> the time, you know. Yeah. But that was, that was her ability that such a great trainer like Tommy Smith wanted her. Mm. Um, and I was never going to let – I don't sell because – I enjoy the racing and if they're going to, the money I would enjoy would be money I won, not money that I sold something for. So, Mm. uh, to me, it's all about racing. It's not about actually how much you can make if you sell one. Mm. So, it's probably the wrong way to look at it, Johnny, but that's how, you know. And so, Blaze the Turf was a great uh, mare and she gave us a lot of fun and she did a good job.
0: Mm. Just skimming over a few here, Mind Your Head won eight races, including the Rubiton Stakes. Salil won seven, including a listed. About Face was a nice mare. Six wins, including a listed race. Romantic Lover won ten races, including a listed. Don't Tell Them was another good one, one of Blake Shin's very early winners. And then we come to Largo John, a massive horse. He finished up close to 18 hands. You broke him in, you got him going, you only had him for seven runs. You won two with him. He then ran fifth in the Australian Guineas, beaten only one length. He ran eighth in the Randwick Guineas, only three lengths from the winner. And then he was purchased by clients of the David Hayes stable. He did win a blamey stakes, but he probably didn't go on to the extent that you thought he
1: would. No, um, uh probably you know David uh, magic trainer so don't take this the wrong way but David took him out to the, t- the mile and a half two mile mm. um, I myself wouldn't have went that path so that's probably made a difference to his longevity um, but that's all history and it's only w- what people think but mm. you know he was a I thought he was a really really great horse and so did somebody else because they paid 1.5 million for a gelding mm. and that's a, that's a hell of a lot of money. Mm. Um, and Mr. Recavola sold him because of that. But, yeah, it was devastating because we were at the point where we hadn't had very many good horses, and he came along, and it was a breath of fresh air into the barn, and it was exciting, and we didn't have him long enough to get all that excitement that you dream of. but Mm. It was unfortunate. I was um, almost the underbitter on the horse, Johnny, which is another Mm. story. He was put through Sydney Easter with Glenn Burrows, yeah. Uh, from the hunter, and uh, he was passed in, and I loved his mother. That's how I got attracted to him, and uh, I went up to watch the sale and passed in at 100, and I didn't have that sort of money, and I ran back around to see that what they'd take for him. Mm. There was a bloodstock agent looking at him, and he bought him in front of me from Mr. Recavola, so when I asked Ben could I have a look at him, he said, this gentleman's just bought him, so... Mm. Uh, In a roundabout way He ended up back in my barn A few months later So that was a really um, Mm. funny story And then the horse became I thought, you know, potentially uh, David Hall flew uh, Brett Preble out from Hong Kong to gallop him here When he first uh, started talking about The big money Brett thought he was a little bit big for Hong Kong So he recommended to David Hall not to buy him And then Hayes has come in and they did buy him So Mm. there was a lot of interest in the horse And he was a very, very good horse
0: New South Wales TAB punters, here is your chance to share in $1.3 million in prize money when the Kosciuszko is run at Royal Roundwick on October the 17th. You could share in the ownership of one of the 14 runners in the world's richest race for country trained horses. You're in the running if you purchase a $5 ticket via the Tab app or at your local TAB outlet or enter as many times as you like by purchasing multiple tickets. Ticket sales close on September the 7th and 14 winners will be drawn on September the 9th. If your name or the name of your syndicate is drawn, you'll then have the opportunity to select a horse to race in your entry. Then your negotiating skills will be put to the test as you endeavour to reach agreement with the owners regarding a prize money split. Bell Flyer won it in 2018, Handle the Truth won it last year. You could share in the ownership of the 2020 Kosciuszko winner when the big race is run at Randwick on October the 17th. Tickets are available right now via your Tab app or at your local TAB outlet. You've had an amazing association with the top trainer Mick Price. You mentioned him earlier. Sometimes half of your barn is occupied by Mick Price Breakers and Pre Trainers. He's a straight up the middle bloke to deal with, and you've been together 15 years.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a wonderful relationship. It's something that, you know, you don't get too close to Mick. You become, uh, you work with him, you talk to him regularly. Uh, he's as straight as you see on TV or the radio. That's the man you deal with. Mm. He's as loyal as the day is long. I, I could not speak more highly of how loyal he is. Mm. Uh, if something goes wrong, he understands. He's a horseman. He knows that things will happen. Um, just do the right thing, get the vets, get everything covered, tick the boxes, and away we move on. Mm. Uh, he buys a certain type of horse. A great um, confirmation of his horses is, is always outstanding, Johnny. As a horseman yourself, you'd know. You know, if you get the right type, you've got a great chance and you've got a bit of pedigree tapped onto a good confirmation, you've got a real chance. And that's mm. they're the criteria that Mick Price works on. Mm. Um, and then he has a great team of people. We're only a small cog in the wheel, but, you know, we like to think we're an important part of that wheel. Um, Mick, the, out of the 15 years I've been with Mick, 10 years, he's had over 100 winners. So, yeah, um, you know, that, that we feel good about that. Course. And we've had, mm. had the pleasure of working on some wonderful horses, um, you know. And we basically do them by breeding. So we might say, you know, like that palephone that won the other day, the lightning in Adelaide, well, mm. speed by I am invincible out of Roulette. Well, on our board, she's that's her. That's all we knew her of. We didn't know her and that race name until she actually won the race.
0: Yeah, you know? And wasn't it a win?
1: It was a great win, you know. Oh, yeah. And, there's another one, I just, the name escapes me at the moment, but it was flying around earlier in the year. And, yeah. um, it's out of Fontaine Ruby, you know, and mm. she was a great mare, and that horse won just as easily a few months back, you know, and uh, and they just go on and on, all these great horses that uh, Mick has his uncanny knack of, of turning into a very, very good racehorse, and he's mm. a very, very astute trainer, mm. and, and his record says that, you know, and mm. um. And it's been a pleasure to work. I say to Mick, you know, he said, you're a group one, uh, not a group one, you are an A-grade trainer. Yeah. Are you saw sure you want to work for me? Mm. And I said, mate, I love working for you. Mm. I, I love the the uh, the challenge of uh, being part of a team to produce these good horses. And we learn. We learn all the time. Chris and Brad go to, down to corfield They spend time with Mick. They go to the sales and walk around with me. It's mm. all about... Learning and spreading your wings, and and you you know, don't stick your head in the air and think, oh, I'm too good to work for somebody, or I'm too good to work for Mick Price. Mm. I can learn every day of the week. Doesn't matter how many years I've been in horses, and I and I have learned a lot working with Mick. You know, mm. and that's only and Chris and Brad at their early age, they're going to learn more than I ever knew. Mm. So you know, it's it's a win-win situation. But you know, we've handled those superstars. You know, Lank and Ruby, Flying Artie, Gallica. Mighty Boss, you know, and, and all these current crop of babies that have come through and, and, and you know, Secret Agenda and uh, yeah. all those horses have all been, you know, wonderful horses to break in and get going. And, yeah, and those, yeah. Dex was here this prep before she won the uh, Andrew Ramsden and all that, you know. Yeah, and yeah. What, and she's going to go to the Melbourne Cup, you know. What a wonderful thing to be part of.
0: You yeah, know, Seabrook stuff. won a Group 1 in Sydney. She's So High was another one. Light Fantastic, Preeminence. You can yeah. go on and on and on. But Lankan Rupee, of course, was the headliner. He won yeah. five group ones. He won $4.1 million. Did Lankan Rupee give you a special feel right from the start?
1: Uh, and Johnny, this is a really good question because I can tell you I've broken in. I wouldn't know how many horses, but I can tell you that very few people that ride a horse for the first – you can say a horse is a nice mover. You can say this and that. I'm saying, and I've heard breakers say, "Oh, I knew it was a champion the first time I rode it." Well, mm. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't agree with that. I've ridden. Mm. I, I've ridden horses that are nice to ride mm. that haven't been fast. Mm. And Lank and Rupi and Mickle. Well, he'll tell you this as well. First preparation, he gave us nothing. He didn't give Mick anything until he gelded him.
0: Good heavens!
1: And yeah. then, because Mick said we we spoke about it, you know, at the time. Mick said, "Well, did you see it?" I said, "No." Nah. He said, "No. Nah. He wasn't there." He said, "It only come after we gelded him." But uh, on the other hand, the champion three-year-old, who uh, was a very good horse from day one, was Flying Arty. Mm. He was an instant racehorse. Not from the first minute we rode him, no, but from mm. the first minute we started to roll him along, he just had something all the time. He was just a terrific horse.
0: Yeah. Gee, they Great. couldn't they couldn't get him to stud quickly enough. He only had seven starts. He won three of them, but he won that race that is now being called a stallion maker, the Coolmore stud stakes.
1: And I have a flying arty here out of Sousa so yeah. I don't know it doesn't have a name yet, mm. who will or is mimicking his father. And he's really? off to he's off to Caulfield next week, I think. Yep. Yeah. He's just the same build as Dad. Wonderful temperament and a very, very athletic horse who moves really nicely. So mm. I'm really I'm I take that in now as a as a interest to see if the feel that I got out of this flying Arty will transfer into a good racehorse.
0: Mm. Did you Did you mention what he was out of?
1: Susarama.
0: Susarama, right? So it's a yeah. cult. Yes. Just turned two. Yep. And well, if he is named, you may not have been given the name yet.
1: No, no, it's very Mick, very uh strong on umpire, no nicknames, just mm. have their breeding. And uh, so when the phone call comes or the email comes, we can go bang, we know that horse off straight away. Mm. We know, no guessing or looking for it, you know what mm. I mean.
0: So, so, so you, you think a, he's a natural two year old, this bloke, do you? Oh,
1: he's a nice horse, mm. he's a really nice horse, yeah. So I'm really keen. I think he'll be a, a better horse after Christmas, but that's when the Blue Diamond and all those races are. So, you know, he'll go to Caulfield now and have a look and Mick will test the water with him and then, you know, he'll do what he wants to do from that point forward. Mm. But certainly a lovely animal.
0: From so, Mull to Yarrawonga to Wangaratta, it's been a great journey, hasn't it? It's
1: been a, been a great journey. It's been a tough one. Um a bit of a sliding doors, Johnny. You know, did if I stayed in Yarrawonga and stayed being a welder and, and just a handful of breakers and played with my show jumpers, would Adrian still be here today, or did we make the move together and uh, and we paid the ultimate price? Mm. That's a tough one, mate.
0: Certainly is. But you've had one constant over many many years, and I refer to Mrs. Kerry Ledger. Yeah. Worth 20 Group 1 horses.
1: You're not wrong there, mate. You're not wrong there. Been a great mum, great wife, great business partner, um, great office girl. You know, she just, as you know, the things that you wanted there, you know, she goes and gets those photos and bangs them through to you. She Mm. just just does it all the time. And I'm sure that, you know, the people out there with uh, great partners and wives and whatever, we we all just don't thank them enough. I know that.
0: John, it's been an absolute delight to catch up on the podcast. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long, long time because I knew you'd have some great yarns and you certainly haven't let me down. Thank you very much for your time.
1: My pleasure, John. Thank you very much.
0: John Ledger from Wangaratta, our special guest, on a podcast produced by Supernova Sound. This podcast is brought to you by Racing New South Wales, Sky Racing and Inglis.